My friends, welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Space Podcast. Very excited for this episode. This is going to be entirely centered around the subconscious mind. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. Actually, this subject is something that I was going to make a speech for in my uh, speech class about three uh, semesters ago in college. And it was between that and meditation. And I actually went with putting together a speech about meditation. Both subjects are equally fascinating. And I'm really excited to explore this one with you now. So let's dive right into it. Um, With it being the driving force of 95% of our day-to-day lives, the subconscious mind stores and retrieves data. So it, it literally stores everything that we experience, every single thing that we experience in life, it stores. And uh, while this may kind of sound like, you know, offsetting or off-putting, its primary function is to make sure that we respond exactly the way we are programmed to. I know that sounds like it's making us look like uh, robots, potentially. To a very large extent, and I know that a lot of people would argue that we basically are because we have this capacity to be controlled and conditioned. I'm going to be getting all into that within this in terms of our ability to, you know, be conditioned and uh, even deconditioned. But it's, it's fascinating to look at it in the sense that, you know, we're responding to everyday life situations in a way that we're programmed to. It's both potentially concerning, you know, in the sense that it's like, like, wow, are we actually robots? But then it's also, um, it's also really cool because, you know, we have the ability to uh, condition ourselves. And I'll get into that, of course, later on. Um, So yeah, it basically makes everything we say and do fits a pattern that's consistent with how we see ourselves you know otherwise known as our master program if you will Uh, and like I said before as it's the driving force of 95% of our day-to-day lives it's the running script in literally everything we do every single thing we do The subconscious mind is responsible for how we see and think of ourselves. Think of the conscious mind as the gardener, ultimately planting the seeds, while the subconscious mind is the garden with which, um, you know, what it's fed is stored all of the experiences all the ideas everything the uh, the conscious mind stores that within the subconscious mind you know it experiences that and then you know that is basically retrieved by the subconscious mind and then it is stored um so yeah with that uh the program of the subconscious mind what does that look like um 
so with that, isn't it wild to think that subconsciously we are a byproduct of everything that we think we know, you know, everything that we think we are, the things that we feel, you know, all of that, everything that we've experienced. And that's really only on a subconscious level. That's not on a spiritual level. Spiritually, everything is different. This is in terms of psychology. And there's a fine difference between those two. But it's crazy to think about that, isn't that? You know, um, everything that we experience in life, we project the way that we feel about ourselves, the way that we see ourselves, the way that we see the world into pretty much everything that we do in life on a day-to-day basis. Um, at every single point in our lives, seeds or experiences, you know, I say seeds metaphorically in terms of the conscious mind being the gardener and the subconscious mind being the garden because it's planting those seeds, those experiences, those idea, uh, those ideas, everything. Um, so yeah, at every single point in our lives, Uh, those seeds or those experiences are being stored. And with that, depending on how trained our memory is, we are able to recall memories of these experiences. The things we've felt during them, you know, what they've made us think of how and or even who we are as people we have a very powerful track record of all of that because of this ability to, you know, the conscious mind experiences and then goes to the subconscious mind and within that stores those experiences. And so because of that, we have this really profound track record of that. And what's interesting about this relationship between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is that you know, we, we find this um, or similar things like this happening whenever, you know, we're sitting down on the couch watching something. We may not be 100% fully present, but we have this tendency to really take in a lot of the stuff, if not all, because, you know, depending on how present we are to what it is that is going on on the television, um, we have this tendency to... Like, even if we're not, like, paying attention to everything, still take in a lot of, you know, whatever's going on on the television. And that's what I think is so fascinating fascinating about the subconscious mind. It's always there to um, perceive and receive something. Uh, so, yeah, and like I said before, ultimately, our lives are a subconscious byproduct of what it's been fed. Depending on the situations we find ourselves in, this both conditions and shapes our perspectives of how we view life moving forward. Interestingly enough, the subconscious mind speaks to us in our dreams as well. The subconscious mind thinks in the form of symbols, metaphors, and visual forms. This is why they tend to be projected that way and very often difficult to understand. We all have dreams every single night. Sometimes we remember them. Sometimes they're a bit more difficult to remember. And they're really a product 
of the you know subconscious mind because like I just said before it works on you know uh, form symbols metaphors all that stuff visual forms and it's interesting because if we actually um, you know allow ourselves to remember our dreams or make the intention of remembering dreams we will it will become more clear what our dreams were but it's not always clear to deconstruct them and further understand them but what's fascinating is that the subconscious mind you know even when we go to sleep at night the subconscious mind is listening it's it it's there it's ready to receive and store all the time and therefore it has this capacity to be awake even while we're asleep and you know it stores whatever whatever's going on and that's why we have this ability to you know remember our dreams because it's storing that um but you know depending on what our dreams are i've i've had some very bizarre dreams myself and it's challenging to understand what they mean i've heard um that dreams of running you know, from something, you know, feeling anxious or nervous means that you're running away from something that you need to deal with in life, you know, on a bit, on a very basic level. And I, I used to have those dreams quite a lot. I also used to have dreams of feeling like I wasn't able to catch my breath or that I wasn't able to breathe. You know, that means something along those lines psychologically. And more recently, I've also had dreams of me flying and being able to uh, fly and you know like jump really high and just like fly away from things in life and it's really funny because I personally believe that this ability for us to fly in dreams means that we're you know breaking free of potential chains that held us down from stuff in life and I think it's a very fascinating way to look at that altogether. um you know, I, I remember when I was going through stuff in life and, you know, also when I resolved the stuff that I was going through in life. And, you know, metaphorically, symbolically, it really is a, um, you know, a mirror reflection of like, yeah, you've got chains holding you down. You know, you're going through stuff. You resolve it. You break free from those chains and then you feel amazing. You fly. It's all metaphorical. It's all symbolical. And it's really cool. And learning how to really interpret your dreams can actually really profoundly help you out in terms of growth in life. It's amazing stuff. I may end up doing a, uh, an episode entirely on that. Getting back to the, um, the subconscious mind. Uh, living on autopilot is a huge facet of the subconscious mind. Considering the subconscious mind is basically the garden where all of our experiences are planted, you know, stored and retrieved, and much, if not all, of how we experience life is originating from this basis, this would suggest that much of the life we live moving forward is very likely to be similar. And this goes back to this idea of living on autopilot. If we're not aware of it, much of the way we experience life in future tense is really a projection of how we've experienced it in the past. You know, we tend to lock ourselves into a mode of living based on our past experiences being projected into the future 
thus experiencing life on autopilot. And the thing with this too that's fascinating um, is that when we give our energy and attention, well, attention is energy. So when we give our attention to the past and the future, we're giving away our attention, our energy, and focusing on you know things that we um, we just we we can't control or we can't change, and it really takes the energy away from us in terms of being able to actually build the life that we want to. Um, now think about it: the way you experienced life months ago, a year ago, and even years ago, conditioned through the senses and everything that comes with this human experience um, played a major part in shaping how you see and feel about yourself, society, and the, uh, the world altogether. And this is something that's fascinating to me, this whole idea of you know, living on autopilot in terms of the subconscious mind tr- uh, too, is that um, I actually I challenged myself with something uh, last year. And um, it was in part to um, support a family member who um, unfortunately moved on because of uh, cancer. And uh, it was, that was rough for my whole family. And as the support, I uh, decided to shave my head. And it was something that I wanted to challenge myself both in terms of... Um, you know, that, seeing how it felt for me and everything, because, you know, those uh, patients tend to, you know, experience a lot more than I can even begin to fathom, and uh, I just, I I wanted to do that for him in terms of support, and I also wanted to challenge myself in terms of free will, because, you know, we have this tendency to believe that, you know, we're not in control of our fate or our destiny, you know, that we don't have free will. And I really wanted to challenge myself on that behalf. And so I did. I shaved my head um, completely. And it really, it was very interesting because it felt very different. And I kind of just wanted to get past the voices that were stopping me from doing it in my mind, you know, uh, what would people think about me, all these different things, which it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to make note of that. And um, so yeah, living on autopilot um, is basically what happens when we're very unaware of the life that we want to create for ourselves moving forward, and we base our predictable future on a, um, a known past. You know, everything that we've experienced in the past, we tend to project into the future and can just really continue to live by, um, if you will. And, uh, yeah, so with that, um, the subconscious mind and self-awareness, this is huge, um, for many reasons, which I'm about to get into. Um, how truly self-aware are we if the experiences that we experience in life and the senses that come with them uh, usually dictating a predictable future, are more so a lens of projections from other people 
If that's a bit challenging to understand, that question that I just asked, it will make a bit more sense after I go a little further into this part of the episode. Um, Rumi, the philosopher, once said, I'm not what I think I am, and I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Considering that the subconscious mind basically runs 95% of our daily lives and is leading us into a predictable future based on the past, how accurate is our self-awareness when it's based on an idea of an idea, right? I mean, what we think people think of us might not actually be what they think of us. And uh, in terms of the subconscious mind and self-awareness, it's important to both know ourselves in spite of others' uh, potential opinions and to live by what we want for ourselves and not what others want for us. It's important to be fully grounded in who we are and not rely on a potential opinion from someone else. This is huge. And, you know, like I was saying before, it might be cloudy in the beginning of this whole idea of the subconscious mind and self, uh, self-awareness. But, you know, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And this is really, you know, it's, it's almost like inception, an idea within an idea. I'm living my life based on what I think you think I am, and that might not even be accurate. It might not even be the truth. And it's important to step outside of that. It's really important for us to ground ourselves with who and what we truly believe we are, you know, and step outside of living inside of that illusion because that's exactly what it is and you know even if people do think you know of you in a certain way so what (laughs) live your own life create your own life be you plain and simple (laughs) it really it really comes down to that so along this whole journey of you know uh, self-awareness considering a lot of stuff comes from other people and a lot of stuff comes from the past what are you really creating for yourself you gotta ask yourself that that's why it's important um and in terms of you know the subconscious mind um growing and potentially unlearning is massive as we learn and grow we obviously cultivate a sense of self through different levels of conscious awareness. Recalling the conscious mind as the gardener, you know, which I did earlier in this episode, and the subconscious mind as the garden, where the seeds or um, the experiences are stored or planted. It's important to remember that the subconscious mind is the program and the conscious mind is the feeder of that program right back earlier on in this episode i mentioned how you know the conscious mind experiences in life and it takes those experiences and it plants or stores them you know um in the subconscious mind depending on our 
overall awareness of ourselves at any given point in our lives and how we feel about ourselves. The conscious mind, without filtering, may let in ideas about the world, society, and ourselves that are just plain untrue or have no basis for existence. Again, depending upon our levels of awareness, some fallacies that are unfiltered may end up subconsciously sticking and running the inner dialogue. And this is exactly why self-awareness is key through growth and learning. And so that leads us into flipping the script and reprogramming the subconscious mind for success. Because the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, regardless of where we are right now or what we are, we have the ability to change things, regardless of what anyone tells you. Uh, so along my journey through growth, something that has really been fascinating for me is my ability to realize that I have the power to experience absolutely anything that I want to. Of course, this has really, uh, you know, uh, th this reality has come after realizing I had to remove the limiting belief systems or BS <laughs> bullshit ways I was seeing myself and life. And I really like to see um, belief systems as bullshit because, you know, they have a tendency to really dictate our lives. And a lot of them really are just BS bullshit, non-existent, you know, no ground for even, you know, needing to be there. <laughs> it's just unnecessary altogether. Many of us might not like our human situations, you know, where we're at and or what we're doing. But the fact is that we all have a conscious and subconscious mind. Because of that, we all have the ability to change how we see and feel about ourselves, society, and the world altogether. In other words, we're not fixed or stock. You know, like whenever you, uh, whenever you buy a car that you know is considered um, a, a stock vehicle, it comes with certain things and. Uh, you know, there's there's no room for anything else. You know, you may you may have a uh, screen that allows you to touch the buttons and you know change the radio station and everything, but you don't have a GPS, <laughs> right? And imagine not having a GPS for the mind. Imagine how you know mind-boggling that would be. Um, so we're we're not that way. Uh, we're we're not we're not stuck and stuck that way. We all have the ability to redo the program that's potentially reminding us of why our life might suck or why we are unhappy and, um, you know, blaming the world for our problems. Maybe someone in your life has told you at some point that you're not good enough 
or that you suck, or that you're too short, (laughs) or that you're too tall, too hot, too cold, some type of insufficiency. For starters, I want to tell you a secret that you might not already know. And this is something that for me, once I really grounded myself in, I don't take people at face value anymore. Yeah, I, I don't I don't take things seriously the way I used to. And uh, this has, you know, been huge for me. And so the secret is people tend to treat others based on how they feel about themselves. Maybe they project their insecurities on others. And this is something that I've come to understand because I used to be this way. I used to um, really project my insecurities on other people. And that's when I realized I needed to change myself. And now I project my beauties onto other people. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, I, uh, because what I see within myself is abundance, is uh, uh, you know, divine love, compassion, uh, beauty, everything, everything fantastic. And I project that onto other people. You know, like whenever, whenever I see someone doing really good in life, I, you know, I, I congratulate them. I tell them how amazing that they're doing. Whenever I see someone who's struggling, I always try to help them see how good they are. And that's just, that's who I am because of where I am. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but, you know, going back to the whole thing of, you know, people treating you based on how they feel about themselves, um, with that, perhaps what they said about you actually stuck because your level of awareness at the time allowed it to. We often end up seeing ourselves and feeling about ourselves based on what others project onto us. And interestingly enough, it's not even any of our business anyway. So let's flip the script, right? If we have the ability to change, let's do it. For starters, if you've ever treated anyone badly, reach out and apologize to them, even if it's been years. It'll feel absolutely amazing. We often don't realize what we're holding on to until we let go of it. And the reason I'm saying this is because it's important to do so. I've been there and I've done that. I've been to the point where I've treated people badly. I've hurt people. I have. And it hurts. And I chose to step outside of myself and reach out to them and apologize. It felt absolutely amazing. Hands down, amazing. One of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. You know, there's um, something I like to think of as, you know, every day we should, um, you know, forgive three people. You know, we should also apologize to three people. You know, uh, really only if we've done something wrong. We don't want to, you know, um, confuse ourselves into thinking that we're doing something wrong when we're not. Of course, that's important. But it's really important to apologize to people for um, the wrongdoings we've done in their life. And that's totally massive. Um, So yeah, getting back to flipping the script... 
Say someone tells you that you suck, and that, um, yes, so tell, tell that, <laughs> let me try to say this again. Say someone tells you that you suck, and you've done nothing wrong. Allow yourself to understand that they are coming from a place of hurt and lack. And ultimately, they are projecting that low energy onto you. Well, once you realize that what they say... Basically, yeah, so once you realize that, um, that what they're saying is coming from a place of hurt, you know, what they say actually won't have any ground for existence or relevance in your mind. In other words, it has nothing to do with you. Following that, reaffirm for yourself how incredible of a person you are. Flipping the script is not just about disproving, but also about reaffirming. If someone tells you that you're unworthy of great things in life, unless they're saying from a place of reactive hurt because you hurt them, you know, going back to this reality of, yeah, if you hurt them, apologize. Um, so yeah, unless they're saying this from a place of reactive hurt because you actually did hurt them, realize they are speaking to you based on how they feel about themselves. Again, they are speaking from insecurity. And then, of course, following that, reaffirm your worth and what you deserve in life. Regarding flipping the script and reprogramming, repetition is fundamental key. Reaffirming over and over again what you know to be true within yourself, this is the practice of conscious awareness. And if we are not aware of it, what we are not aware of will ultimately rule our lives. And so this whole idea of, you know, flipping the script and reprogramming the subconscious mind, um, you know, for our uh, success altogether, something that I've struggled with to be transparent and vulnerable and honest because that's who I am as a person. Um, I grew up with the idea in mind that uh, money is, uh, is the root of all evil. And because of that, that's not only affected my ability to, um, you know, receive money, but it's also affected my ability to see the importance of, um, you know, cultivating a, a, a good work ethic to, um, to create what I want to experience in life. And this is huge, too, because, you know, when we allow these unconscious um, rules or, um, you know, just belief systems, bullshit, to uh, run our lives, we live out of accordance with how we're supposed to be living. Or it's not even just an idea of how we're supposed to be living, how we could be living, a beautiful experience of life. And so I used to see money this way, and it really affected my performance in life. And that's when I decided to reprogram. I flipped the script. I looked at things and I said, how am I actually looking at this? 
And I actually realized, I was looking at it as, yeah, money is the root of all evil. You don't need money in life. You don't, you don't, you just, you just simply don't need money in life. And then I just, you know, I, I opened my eyes more and I realized that that was ridiculous. And, you know, that's when I said, you know, instead of saying money is the root of all evil, I then said money only amplifies our intentions. If our intentions are bad, you know, it'll amplify that and it'll create evil. If our intentions are good, it'll amplify that and create good. Plain and simple. <laughs> I love this stuff and I really enjoy talking about the subconscious mind because it's something fascinating. Now really think about that. The subconscious mind is the driving force of 95% of our day-to-day lives. That means that 95% of today, for me and for you, is driven by the subconscious mind. Something that is used to patterns of the past and projecting that into the future. And this is why, you know, if we find ourselves living life the same way year after year after year, day after day after day, whatever you want to call it, that's why. So if you want your life to change, realize that you have to change. It's really nothing that anyone else outside of you has to do. It's all about you, plain and simple. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Awakened Space. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Peace, love, and light.